My name's Bridget. How good it was to be wrapped up in praise just then, eh? Just um, adoring God. And um, just it's interesting the threads that are coming through in the service and the things that I have to share, and no doubt others, um, yeah, after me, just um, about God capturing us and, um, yeah, us adoring him. He, he's adored us first, hasn't he? He started it. <laughs> In February this year, I was led to pick up off our bookshelf and dust it off a book that I hadn't delved into for a while. It's called Devotional Classics, a Resource for Spiritual Renewal. It's a pretty massive book here. <laughs> and um, it has writings from ancient fathers and mothers of the church and it's really what God's been doing in renewing his people from way back <laughs> right through to now and um, I've really I've gone through it slowly um, from the beginning of the year yeah this year has been or last year has been a very difficult journey yeah for us for me and when I read the title of this um, book, A Resource for Spiritual Renewal. It was like an answer to prayer. As I read the title, hope welled up in me. It was a very challenging year, and I knew that God wanted to renew some stuff in me. He wanted to renew me spiritually and give me that vigor and that hope for what he was going to keep doing in my life for the rest of my life. Um, he never stops, does he? He's just always at it. And I love that about him. He's just pursuing us. He's just after us. He loves us. He adores us. And um, it's just so good to actually just let go and let God have his way in us. It's pretty scary, isn't it? <laughs> and there's some things that we have to put aside and there's some um, deep work that we need to do with God. He doesn't leave us to do it by ourselves, but um, it's so good. And so I wanted to share with you this morning something that touched me, many things from C.S. Lewis, Dallas Willard, a few others in there, but the one that um, I want to share with you that I feel God's put on my heart to share with you is um, from Jonathan Edwards, some readings and reflections from him. Jonathan Edwards was a pastor and a theologian, and a key figure in the 18th century Great Awakening, which was an awesome revival where people who intellectually knew God, the Christian community, knew God in their head, but it needed to come down into their heart. And um, his writings on our affections are about that, and um, how... Yeah, the things that we know of God in our head have got to come down into our heart and affect us and actually move us so that we are moved to action. We're not just dead and stagnant and not acting out um, God's will on this earth um, for his kingdom. And um, yeah, so these writings and the word that was in here for me, I think what Mel, the word she uses is, um, is it rhema? 
um, the word for now. The word for now was, um, was this for me, to pay attention to my affections, to pay attention to who um, or what my affections were for. Um, and I'll just get all my bits of paper all around the place and phone and everything else. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Edward studied and observed the work of the Holy Spirit. This was his job as a theologian. This is the thing that he felt God was helping him to focus on. And he writes, No one is ever changed, either by doctrine or hearing the word or by preaching or teaching of another, unless their affections are moved by these things. The reflection questions and scriptures through this book help me to observe what moved me in life, what motivated me, what sprang me into action in my life. Was it the affections of our society or our culture? Or was it the affections for my Jesus, things of his kingdom? It is the Spirit of God that touches our affections. Nothing else can do it. <laughs> it's the Spirit of God. In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 10 verse 16 talks or says this, Now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways. To love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And then it goes down to say, circumcision then is a circumcision of the heart. And it's us not being stubborn any longer. So that's one part where you see in the Old Testament um, the spirit um, yeah, led the people to search their hearts and to circumcise their hearts, to let their hearts be affected by God. And then if you remember, there's many times in the New Testament, but I think of that one where um, their disciples are walking on the road to Emmaus and um, they're listening to Jesus talking to them and they're saying, didn't our hearts burn within us? And it's just like, yes, God's Spirit was connecting the things that they knew in their head with what was in their heart, and it was the Spirit that was doing that. And then the disciples are in on Pentecost. They're locked up in this room afraid, and, um, and the Spirit comes and meets them. And they're affected. The Spirit of God falls on them, and they're affected into action. And, um, yeah, it's... And they moved, they, they acted, they didn't just stay in that room, they broke out and they witnessed to the world um, around them. And I just think, um, yeah, this is a big challenge to me. Um, yeah, just again, just really letting God search my heart. What is it that affects me? What moves me? What, 
what motivates me every day to do the things that I do. It has to be him. It has to be him in everything. Um, it has to be God that we have the highest affection for. It can't be our family. It can't be our work. It can't be the good things that are in life. It has to be him first. And then all those things come after that. And I just, it's... Um, it's so awesome that God loves us and God pursues us and he, he wants um, all our affections because he knows it's the best thing for us. That's life and life to the full that Jesus talked about. And um, it's, it's so good. So I'm so thankful um, that, and I've got a lot more to work through in this book, but um, it's just so good to be to have this spiritual renewing, just to be walking day by day, letting God examine us and show us the things that that he needs to do in our hearts. Um, so I pray that um, as we have communion this morning, um, we can reflect on this ourselves. And we'd, I'd like us to have some time where we just, we don't not coming up this, the front here for the elements this morning, they're going to be handed out to you. And as you take the elements, I'd like you to hold them in your hands and be not tempted to eat them straight away, but just to, to spend this time um, reflecting and letting God just look into our heart, into our life, and examine our reflections and just just lay bare before him and just say, God, what is it? Um, where are my affections? Um, let him name affections that he wants to replace in your life, his affections, holy fear of him, um, joy in the Holy Spirit, um, compassion for others, um, love for the poor and marginalised, just those things that are God's heart's after. He wants to birth in us. He wants to renew in us. And, um, yeah, so... Let's take this time, um, Warren, and I think he's got um, a few other beautiful people to help out um, with sharing out the communion. But do hold them and just sit, sit in God's presence and let him examine our affections and let him just um, take that rightful place of him being that top affection, the one that we are after <laughs> he's after us let's be after him and um yeah cool thank you um, i pray that this time of um, reflection that you're having um you can continue today this day of rest this day of sabbath focus on god for the rest of this day and let him just mull over those things that he's laying on your hearts now or that he wants to keep laying on your hearts before we take communion together, there's a lovely piece out of Kobe Williams' Bible that was not a coincidence, I believe, this week um, before I was to take communion. I was talking to Kobe at his home about um, what was his favourite passage in the Bible and he opened up to this page, which was the Last Supper. And God speaks to us in so many different ways, doesn't he? Um, through children. <laughs> through our children, through teens, um, yeah, just so many different ways. 
And I wanted to read this. I like the way that um, this children's Bible, um, yeah, just opens up and helps us to focus on what God has done for us and what we're remembering in this time of communion. It says, Then Jesus picked up some bread and broke it. He gave it to his friends. He picked up a cup of wine and thanked God for it. He poured it out and shared it. My body is like this bread. It will break. Jesus told them, this cup of wine is like my blood. It will pour out. But this is how God will rescue the whole world. My life will break and God's broken world will mend. My heart will tear apart and your hearts will heal. Just as the Passover lamb died, so now I will die instead of you. My blood will wash away all your sins and you'll be clean on the inside, in your hearts. So whenever you eat and drink, remember, Jesus said, I've rescued you. Jesus knew it was nearly time for him to leave the world and go back to God. I won't be with you long, he said. You're going to be very sad, but God's helper will come. And then you will be filled with a forever happiness that won't ever leave. So don't be afraid. You are my friends and I love you. Let's eat and celebrate this together. Thank you for all you're doing in our lives, God and all you're going to keep doing. Amen.